98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The Premier tells the Chief Executive she needs to look at Hong Kong's social problems but praises her efforts. The Committee to Protect Journalists calls for an independent body to investigate police attacks on journalists. And a new study says European and US airlines are better at competing customers for delays than airlines in Asia. The Premier, Li Keqiang, has told the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, it's important to explore and address deep-seated social problems in Hong Kong to maintain its stability and prosperity. The two met in Beijing at the Great Hall of the People on day three of her duty visit. Premier Li said Boeing, I'm sorry, Premier Li said Beijing would continue to support her administration and uphold one country, two systems. He said the SAR government's series of relief measures to address a serious economic downturn shows Mrs Lam's determination to overcome all difficulties. She's scheduled to meet President Xi Jinping this afternoon. The Committee to Protect Journalists has urged the SAR authorities to look in, to set up an independent commission to look into police attacks on journalists. It's one of several recommendations the CPJ has for the Hong Kong government, laid out in a special report looking at how China tries to influence the media in the SAR and Taiwan. In Hong Kong, that includes media groups being subject to political pressure from their owners. The CPJ's Asia Programme Coordinator, Stephen Butler, says their recommendations are based on the assumption that the government here is not just paying lip service to the idea of defending press freedom, and Hong Kong people are willing to defend the city's culture of having a free press. Ultimately, press freedom is not about freedom for media companies. It's about the rights of individuals to information their right to receive information and that's what we want to be sure now in Hong Kong you do have there's a lot of information available here and the independent sector is still strong but it's being financially starved and at the end of the day it's going to take the people of Hong Kong deciding do we want to have these different sources of news and supporting options Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chuk Ting says he's furious that riot police pepper sprayed a journalist and beat him with batons last night in Mong Kok. There were overnight clashes after protesters smashed traffic lights and set barricade, burning barricades in the area. Mr Lam says the use of batons on the journalists violated guidelines as the reporter was only in a verbal dispute with police. Using the batons to attack anyone should under a violent attack situation. But the police officers obviously disregard the guideline and to uh, abuse his power. And I strongly condemn the brutality of the officers. A Consumer Council study has found that European and American airlines offer better compensation to passengers than their Asian counterparts when flights are delayed or cancelled. After studying 20 airlines, the watchdog said that because European and American airlines are regulated by their local jurisdictions, they set out more clearly how much compensation passengers will get when flights are delayed. Gilly Wong is the council's chief executive. What we believe is, apart from advocating for having the right laws in Asia, which will take a long, long time because we have so many different airlines in Asia, they will take a long, long ages you know, to, to make it to happen. But fundamentally, the airlines could... As a global, uh, usually probably they fly all over the world as an as a, uh, international company. They have the ability to make the terms fairer and clearer to consumers. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi Kuang, says Hong Kong people have the right to express their political views, but he hopes strike action by social workers won't affect services for the needy. 
Organisers say they expect more than 2,000 social workers to join a three-day strike from tomorrow to pressure the government to accept five demands of the protest movement. Mr Law said if social workers abided by their basic code of conduct, their actions shouldn't affect welfare services. Definitely, people have the right to express their views, particularly their political views. But for, uh, for the government, it is important to ensure that some of the needed services, particularly those to the uh, disadvantage, uh, can be maintained and will not be affected. Uh, that is our, our concern. The High Court has heard that there are gaps in the current electoral registers system which facilitate doxing attacks on politically sensitive people in the wake of the recent protests. The court has started hearing a judicial review on the issue after the Junior Police Officers Association filed the bid to challenge the registration and electoral office on how it discloses voters' names and addresses together in public registers. Lawyers for the association said the practice carries a real threat of misuse by others who can use it to launch targeted attacks. The hearing continues. Overseas now, there's been scathing criticism of a compromise deal reached at the UN Climate Summit in Madrid. Delegates and environmental campaigners called it an utter failure, blaming some of the most polluting nations for holding back decisive action. The marathon talks only agreed that wealthier nations would come up with more ambitious plans to cut emissions by the end of next year. Small island nations were particularly critical. Tina Steger is climate envoy for the Marshall Islands. Right now, I'm exhausted. Uh, I feel like much, much more could have been done. And I'm thinking about how I'm going to go home and explain that this was a really, really challenging process, especially for the island states and the developing nations. Delegates and activists also criticised the compromise deal. The UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, said a real chance for change had been missed. May Bouvi is the executive director of climate campaign group 350.org. This year we've seen unprecedented amount of action on the streets. Seven and a half million young people rose up last September calling for action. And the gap between what they are calling for and what the science has said so clearly and what happened at the talks in Madrid and what politicians are willing to deliver is only getting wider. An opposition party in Singapore says it'll comply with the government order to publish corrections to three internet posts. The Singapore Democratic Party is being forced to act under a fake news law that came into effect two months ago. The Democrats have to correct claims made about unemployment in Singapore. But the BBC's Michael Bristow says the party wants to contest the decision. It doesn't seem on face value that what the Singapore Democratic Party was saying was really out of the ordinary. In fact, they mentioned themselves that what they were saying was repeated in a local newspaper that is run by the government. So how can they be incorrect? So perhaps they have some grounds to complain. But certainly the point reveals another issue, and that is who gets to decide what is fake news? Anti-government protesters in the Lebanese capital, Beirut, have again clashed with the security forces. Here's the BBC's Gareth Barlow. Tear gas choked the capital as police took aim with water cannon at protesters flooding into the city's central square. The unrest follows severe clashes on Saturday in which dozens were injured. Two months of violence has seen Lebanese society unite in anger about the ailing economy and chronic unemployment forcing the Prime Minister and senior officials to resign.
The process to replace the cabinet starts later today. But for those on the streets, the reforms aren't radical enough. They want to overthrow the entire political system. Prosecutors in Mexico say they've found at least 50 bodies buried in mass graves at a farm outside the western city of Guadalajara. Forensic experts are working to try to identify the victims. All of them were on Mexico's list of missing people. The authorities in the state of Jalisco say the victims are likely to have been killed by criminal gangs fighting for control of drug routes. New Zealand has held a minute's silence to mark the moment when a deadly volcanic eruption took place. 18 people are known to have died in the explosion. 26 survivors are in hospitals in both New Zealand and Australia, some of them still in a critical condition. The BBC's Phil Mercer has more. A week ago, the White Island volcano erupted without warning. A minute's silence has been observed in New Zealand to remember the dead and injured. Flags across Australia, where several of the victims were from, are also being flown at half-mast. The New Zealand government is turning its attention to what could have prevented the tragedy and what official inquiries might be needed. Efforts to find the bodies of the last two victims of the eruption are continuing. A study published in the Lancet Medical Journal warns that an increasing number of low-income countries are facing both undernutrition and obesity simultaneously, sometimes even in the same family. Here's the BBC's Ian Skippers. Obesity is no longer the preserve of rich countries, but is now widespread in poorer countries too. The research has found that it is often present alongside undernourishment, sometimes even within the same family. The research, sponsored by the World Health Organization, points the finger at the lack of access to affordable and healthy food and fast-changing food systems that have led to more processed and fast food. The report says breaking this trend will require major changes in production, marketing and consumption. It starts with better antenatal care and breastfeeding programs, right through to education about better diet and subsidies for healthy foods. The death toll from the powerful quake that hit the southern Philippines has climbed to three as rescuers used heavy equipment to hunt for survivors in a collapsed building. Yesterday's tremor largely spared big cities on the island of Mindanao. Searchers pulled the bodies of two victims from a collapsed market building in the town of Padada. A young child was also killed in a neighbouring town when the family home collapsed. To financial news, and China has posted better-than-expected economic data. Industrial production rose 6.2% year-on-year in November, up from 4.7% in October. Retail sales also rose 8% in November, up from 7.2% in October. That was better than analysts had forecast, given signs of weakening growth. Boeing could announce whether to further cut or suspend production of its grounded 737 MAX plane as early as today, according to the Wall Street Journal. The newspaper reported that Boeing's management increasingly sees a production pause as the most viable option. The company had already decided to cut production from 52 to 42 planes a month after two crashes led authorities around the world to ground the entire fleet. But despite the grounding, Boeing has continued production of the aircraft. To currencies, and the US dollar is trading at 109.37 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 42 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,577. That's 107 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $43 billion. And now with the, stock, with the sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with football in the English Premier League, where Manchester City cruised to an easy win on Arsenal's home turf. 
De Bruyne now wriggles away, left-footed shot, buried into the bottom corner. Oh, terrific again from Manchester City and from De Bruyne. Manchester City bounced back from last week's defeat to Manchester United in fine style as Kevin De Bruyne scored twice in their 3-0 victory over Arsenal at the Emirates. The win moved them to within four points of second-place Leicester, but they remain 14 points behind the leaders Liverpool. Arsenal are in ninth place. Their interim boss, Freddie Lundberg, has won just once in his five games in charge. Despite the loss, he says there were positives to take from their performance in the second half. I said to the players at halftime, it's about pride. You go out there, of course, you're three and a little down. I know that against the champions and they're so good in keeping the ball, that's maybe not the odds are so high that we'll go back and win 4-3, but you need to show some heart out there and show that you're proud, and I thought they did that. Tottenham have recorded their fourth win in five league games under new manager Jose Mourinho. Jan Vertonghen scored a late winner to secure a 2-1 victory at Wolves. Spurs are up to fifth, just three points behind Chelsea, who they face on Sunday. Manchester United are a point behind Spurs in sixth place, following a one-all draw at home to Everton. Substitute Mason Greenwood scored a late equaliser for United. Their boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says the result wasn't a fair reflection of the game. You can't control the result, but you can. You know we've got, I don't know, 70% possession. I don't know, 65, 70. We're dominating. We've got 20 odd shots. Uh, I feel we deserve more, but uh, we just ran out of time, as I said. In American football, the New England Patriots have clinched a playoff berth for the 11th consecutive NFL season. They did it with a 34-13 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Tom Brady threw two touchdown passes in the win. The Patriots quarterback is now just one behind Peyton Manning's all-time record of 539. In the NFC, the top-seeded San Francisco 49ers were stunned at home by the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones caught a five-yard touchdown pass from Matt Ryan with two seconds left, and the Falcons rallied to win 29-22. The Green Bay Packers completed a season sweep of the Chicago Bears, winning 21-13 at Lambeau Field, while the Seattle Seahawks got past the Carolina Panthers 30-24. San Francisco, Green Bay and Seattle now share a record of 11 wins and 3 losses at the top of the NFC. And the Dallas Cowboys regained first place in the NFC East. They thrashed the LA Rams 44-21. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Premier tells the Chief Executive she needs to look at the Hong Kong's at the social problems in Hong Kong, but praised her efforts. The Committee to Protect Journalists calls for an independent body to investigate police attacks on journalists. And a new study says European and US airlines are better at compensating customers for delays and cancellations than airlines in Asia. The news from RTHK. Heaven only knows where you've been But I don't really need to know I know where you're gonna go On my heart where you rest in your head And you just look so beautiful Just like you were an angel Can I stop the flow of time? Or can I swim in your divine? Cause I don't think I'd ever leave this place Oh, turn the lights, turn the lights down Yeah, now I'm
you're the only one for me, I'm never gonna say no. I found me an angel, I can see it in your halo. Have you ever dreamt what we could do? Have you ever sensed and I love you? I've never felt the feelings that I feel for you. So maybe we could make a we of me and you. I'ma treat you right tonight, let's make it last forever. I promise you that no one else will ever treat you better. And if you don't believe me, please see, I don't need no effort. All you gotta do is put that switch before we better. Oh, turn the lights, turn the lights down. Yeah, now I'm feeling you're breathing slow, yo Cause baby, we're just reckless kids It's trying to find an island in the flood, oh Turn the lights, turn the lights down afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Osmani. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And talking about morning brew, we're talking tea on the 123 show today. Yesterday it was International Tea Day, so I thought it's about time we looked a little deeper into those very special leaves. At 1:30, my mover and shaker guest in the studio is Mona Junjuwala. And she's um, a Hong Kong-born tea enthusiast who set herself a mission to learn about tea from its oranges, or oranges from its origins by visiting plantations across the world. Plus, I look into just how much tea is drunk around the world and the benefits of this amazing drink, and some of the music that talks about it as well. So, make yourself a cuppa, sit back, and relax. Mm-hmm. 